You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a crossover edition of Locked On Nationals and Locked On Pirates. I am Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals. This is Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. Ethan, hello. How are you? Doing great, man. Um, it's kind of interesting with the uh, markets that we're in where football is right already here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say right around the corner anymore, but we're still covering baseball. We're still here. Uh, both of our teams obviously well out of the playoff race at this point. Um, but yeah, we're still here, still giving you content. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. It's the first thing I want to talk about. But actually, before we get into like the real baseball stuff, two things I want to ask you. Number one, your dogs get a big win last week against yes, Clemson, right? You were there. Were you there? Yes, I was there. I was in section 551. Um, it was amazing. I've never seen a stellar defensive performance like that against a top team in my entire life, being a UGA fan. Um, I've seen like spurts of it, but I've never seen them completely shut down a top five team like that in my entire life. And just being there made it even better. Like seeing plays, especially being that high up, seeing stuff like generate the way it did. It was nuts. Yeah. A great performance by Georgia last week. Uh, not the most aesthetically pleasing game to watch, right? Yeah. For you in person or for anybody at home watching, but I'm sure the, the atmosphere looked absolutely tremendous. Oh, it was. And I was at game day in the morning, too. So it was mm. a 16-hour day. <laughs> yes. I bet, yeah. you were, I bet you were exhausted by the end of it. And then one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, okay. You and I are both wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. The wrestling right now is is tremendous. I mean, the AEW is absolutely fantastic, too. Yeah. And honestly, it's bringing wrestling back to what I think people want it to be is it's surprise after surprise after we didn't expect this match it's not just the same thing like right now on wwe you see sheamus and um i can't think of his name now damian priest yeah they they fight every week it it loses its luster when you see guys fight for five like five matches five weeks in a row unless it's roman reigns and john cena five times like you're you're just gonna get bored of it and aew they do some stuff like that too but of course Locked on Pirates Nation can already know Dr. Britt Baker is the baddest in the business. I don't oh, care yeah. what anybody says. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Watching that AEW thing with her wearing the whole Pittsburgh gear and everything, even shouting out the Pirates was nice, too. It's nice to know that she didn't forget about the Pirates like most of Pittsburgh tries to do sometimes. Yeah, uh, she's tr- I love her. She's excellent. She's fun. so much fun to watch. Um, AEW has been awesome. And you're right. It is what wrestling fans want. If you're if you're a lapsed wrestling fan and you stepped away from it or you liked it as a kid, I really encourage you to go check out AEW. It's something fun to watch. It's new. It's different. It's red hot right now. Absolutely yes. scorching hot. But um, let's get to some baseball. Before we do, though, we're gonna we're gonna thank our sponsors. Uh, slow is just right if you're on vacation. A sloth or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books. That's horrible. But we'll keep going. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration, difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, 
and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on. That's netsuite.com slash locked on. Also, one more sponsor here, Ethan. It is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in this protein bar game today. Ethan, what is your flavor, uh, favorite flavor? I almost said flavor. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with cookies and cream. I see you're so mm. amped up about Built Bar. It has you talking all kinds of different ways, you know, but cookies and cream, man, you can't go wrong with it. Uh, I remember their marshmallow flavor was my favorite, but they've got all kinds of variety. Coconut, cherry, barchia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, that cookies and cream we talked about, German chocolate, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calorie ranges from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com today. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. One five locked fifteen for fifteen percent off at built.com. Ethan, let's get to the baseball. My question for you is this an inter- interesting question. This is not mean to be demeaning, but how do you, you know, because Nationals fans are kind of newer to this whole being really, you know, being bad or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, trying to be bad, I guess you could say, type deal. What is it that you watch for in Pirates games? What are you What are you watching for when you watch this team play night in and night out? Right now, just anybody to join the party that is Brian Reynolds, Key Brian Hayes, and Jacob Stallings as the core of what I'm going to be watching for the next three years. Uh, most of that is not here at the moment, obviously, uh, but you got to look at guys like Nick Gonzalez down in Greensboro who just won high A player of the month in August. But as far as what you're looking at right now, you're seeing a bunch of guys that are playing okay for the most part, but you're really looking for those guys that are going to say, I'm going to be here as a starting pitcher or as the eighth guy in the order that's going to get you that big hit at the end of the season to get you back into the postseason. Right now, Ben Gamble seems like the only guy that's really kind of done that, and he's already 29. So he's going to probably be more of a trade candidate if he continues to do what he's doing. And Mitch Keller, I can't make sense of his career at this point. Um, I really can't. I'm not going to try to make sense of it. But if one thing, like now that you asked, I mean, if one thing to Nationals fans, to you guys listening um, to this podcast today, just be patient. I mean, you guys have a generational talent in Juan Soto. Pirates don't really have that. They have Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, of course, was awesome this year. He's been awesome this year. But you have good guys. You have one of the guys I wanted the Pirates to so desperately try and trade for in Kybert Ruiz. Um, But that's all I could say is patience. It takes a lot of patience. And, I mean, this team has had its defensive woes this year that have been amplified in national media. But the Pirates are actually a very solid defensive team. So that usually gives me something good to watch. And then, you know, when they're not playing the Reds, they're usually a pretty decent team. So, I mean, that's what I look for night in and night out. Just somebody join the, the bucko party, jump on the pirate ship, and let's get this thing going. Yeah, I, I understand. That. Yeah, you know, how you look at it. you're looking for guys, you know, building blocks, right? And not even, not even building blocks in the sense of you know this guy's going to be a generational player or even mm-hmm. the second banana, right? But just guys that can fill in those roles, and it can be difficult at times, but. You know, for the teams of the Pirates and for the Nationals to some extent, too, you hope those guys come in the fashion of players 
with lots of team control left. That's one big topic that we always hit on, especially teams. Uh, you know, every team can use guys who are good with lots of team control, right? Everybody uh-huh. can use that. But particularly teams at the bottom, right, or trying to trend toward the, uh, the top, because those guys can either A, be part of your future, or B, be pieces that you flip, you know, that, that could turn into something that really does help you take that next step. Mm-hmm. Who are those guys? You know, who are those guys that are kind of the because um, the core, right? You already talked about the core, but but is there anybody on the kind of those those fringes who you know could be a good guy or could be a trade piece? Who's kind of those middle tier guys? The Pirates. Well, I already mentioned Ben Gamble. He's been doing very good. I mean, over the last couple of days, even the last couple of weeks, he's just been having some like ridiculous catches that he's had. Um, Outside of that right now, I'd say if Yoshi Shutsugo finishes out the season doing really well and the Universal DH does come next year, he could definitely be a guy to watch. Um, Kevin Newman has been a defensive mastermind this year uh, outside of his bat where he's at 222 right now. Can't really can't really hope too much on that at this point in the season. At that point, he's not going to get over 230. You don't even have to hope for it. That's really it. I mean, Dylan Peters is impressed as a pitcher. Steven Brault's come back and done well. He'll be pitching the night against Josh Rogers. Um, that'll be a fun little matchup there. Um, I mean, David Bednar has been phenomenal. I'd put him in that core, like kind of middle core piece at this point. But Brother now, Will Bednar, right? Uh, Mississippi State. Yes. Pitcher. Will, yeah, yep. Will, but yeah. And a lot of people in Pittsburgh wanted us to get Will with our first comp pick, but he didn't fall that far after his really good showing at Mississippi State in the uh, College World Series. But I'll flip the question to you because I'll be honest. I mean, I followed the Nationals a lot this year. I really looked at them at one point and said, wow, they have a chance to win the NL East. And then things fell apart. But who's really in that same boat for you guys in terms of who's going to be here in 2022 and make a meaningful impact? Well, you, you got the big names, right? Juan Soto is going to be there, and Josh Bell is going to be there. We'll, we'll get Josh Bell in, in one second. Um, Victor Robles is a big question, right? Is Victor Robles going to be a guy who is – my dog is just losing his mind right now. Uh, is Victor Robles going to be a guy who is there uh, day in and day out? And they, they mm-hmm. option him down AAA because, you know, his defense is phenomenal, but his offense is just so lacking. A guy who's definitely going to be there and get a chance in 2022 is going to be Lane Thomas. Now, Pirates fans might be familiar with Lane Thomas because he played for the Cardinals. And mm-hmm. Lane Thomas was involved in a trade. And once again, Ethan, I've told everybody this, but somebody traded for John Lester. I don't really know why, uh, but the the Cardinals thought it'd be prudent to them to trade for John Lester. Now they gave up Lane Thomas, who had not been very good, but he has come to the Nationals and been absolutely gangbusters ever since they got him. So Lane Thomas, a guy who's just 25 years old with plenty of team control left, this is going to be a guy that you're going to see next year. And on the year, he's hitting 313, but, or excuse me, he's hitting uh, 237. But with the Nationals, he is hitting 313. In the month of September, no small sample size, but he's hitting 324. Mm. When he was acquired by the Nats, uh, he was hitting 304 in the month of August. So the Nationals have gotten so much out of a guy that they sent down to AAA in the trade and brought up, and he's been their leadoff hitter. Alcides Escobar is a big question. Will he be part of the team next year? It's the guy that they picked up in the middle of the season in July. And if those of you say, ah, what's that name? It's familiar. He was a leadoff hitter for the Kansas City Royals when they won the World Series. And so this guy was out of baseball for a year, came back. 
He has been fantastic. I actually think a team like the Pirates would be maybe smart to pick him up next year as a utility infielder because he's a guy who brings up so much championship uh, also as well, experience. So he's an interesting piece because he's been so good for them. The, the fan base kind of split whether they want him back or not just because the Nats might play him too much. Carter mm-hmm. Keboom has been a welcome surprise for them at third base because, um, you know, you know, not, I mean, he was thought to be good and then sucked, mm-hmm. and then they brought him back up, and he's been very strong ever since. That's a guy that, you know, you're, you're saying, hey, we're the Nationals invested in. He is a guy they're heavily invested in. Obviously, you got the K. Bear Ruiz piece. He's been doing an injury. You also got Josiah Gray, the Nats got in that trade with the Dodgers as well. So those are the guys to look for. I'd say the guys really to take an eye to keep an eye on as the, the players the most approved are Lane Thomas, and he's already kind of proved a, a decent amount. But Lane Thomas and Carter Keboom, those are two guys that I'm looking at. And then Pirates fans, maybe take a look at LCD's Escobar. He's not under contract next year. He'd be, be very cheap. A guy who's a pretty decent hitter as well. And think Pirates fans, hey. But I like this guy on my team. So there you go. That's what you get from a national standpoint. Yeah, and I mean, it'd be kind of cool, too, just because looking at the market this year, obviously you look at who's going to all be free agents. I'll see this. Escobar is not going to be there, like in terms of the upper echelon of Javi Baez and all these other guys that are all there. So, I mean, I'm down for it, especially for a guy that's not hitting at the Mendoza line like Cole Tucker. Um, Anyways, we'll move on from that. Um, but you were speaking about Josh Bell. How has our uh, former guy over there been doing this season? At well, first, it looked like he was doing pretty bad, and now he seems like he's he's been awesome. He, he's really been awesome ever since that first month. And and it's actually funny enough, we're going to see one of the results of the Josh Bell trade in this series. Will Crow yeah. is scheduled to pitch tomorrow night against uh, Nationals. Hopefully, future ace Josiah Gray. So a tasty uh-huh. matchup right there. Those two guys on the bump, but. Josh Bell has been really strong this year, and he had a great spring, then gets COVID, comes back, is absolutely horrible, dreadful, Mm -hmm. the first month of the season. Ever since then, he has been really strong for the year. He's hitting 251. Now, you might say 251 is not that good, but when you have a horrible first month, also, we know the way that kind of stats are this year, um, it's pretty impressive. and. Once again, looking back, like that first month of the season, he was mm-hmm. 113. Then he went to 264, 282, 287, uh, 266. Now he's, he's had a bit of a dip this month, 235, but he is uh, three, 366 on base and an 866 OPS. So that OPS is getting up there. It's pretty high right now. So he has been really good. And look, I think he's performed admirably considering the fact that now he is one of the focal points of the offense. And I don't think Josh Bell is meant to be the focal point of a good offense, right? Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be a complimentary guy, maybe a third, fourth guy. And look, that's what he was in the middle of the season, right? Think about Kyle Schwarber leading off, Trey Turner hitting second one, Soto hitting third. You think you can take a breath? You can't because Josh Bell's there. And that's where Josh did a lot of his damage was kind Mm -hmm. of in that ancillary role, that supporting role. And he not say he's done poorly in the spot he's in now, I actually think he's performed pretty well, but um, yeah, it, it's, you know, the Pirates fans are used to seeing this Josh Bell in a featured role offensively with the Nationals, despite the fact that that's not really the best case scenario, I think. Yeah. And that's good to hear. I mean, Adam Frazier, of course, has not had the same <clears throat> luck as Josh Bell, as I presume on a new team. Joe Musgrove has been doing okay. Jamison Tyone, I don't pay attention to the Yankees. Uh, so I'll be honest, like, 
I will be honest, Locked On Pirates fans, I don't pay attention to a lot of teams. Uh, I don't pay attention to the Yankees. I don't really pay attention. Well, it's hard to, to and we have to cover one team. Three hours of our day each day is dedicated to one team. Yeah. It's hard, it, hard to cover other ones. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, just to ask you from a standpoint, by the way, I mainly do most of my coverage of other teams outside of the standings. I mean, you look at <laughs> you look at where we are. Obviously, the Pirates and the Nationals, where they're at in the standings, doesn't matter. Um, but Boston, New York, and Toronto – I'll have 62 losses right now in the in the AL wildcard race. And that's also not to forget that Seattle and Oakland are only two games behind all three of them. So realistically, Nationals and Pirates fans, if you want something fun to watch, go watch any of those five teams play right now because they're all like playing games that a loss today could really mean a lot on October 5th when the season's done. Um, but another question that I really wanted to ask you as well is for the Pirates, I've done segments about what can we learn from Milwaukee, Cincinnati, St. Louis, whatever. Uh, what can the Nationals learn from some of the better teams in the NL East? I'll answer that. But first, I'm going to help us both out, Ethan. Ethan and I'm going to do our second ad read and thank our sponsors here, here real quick. Me. On today's show, the Locked On Pirates and Locked On Nationals crossover were brought to you by Bet Online. What do you like this week, Ethan? What do you like on the board in terms of bets, college, pro? Tell me what you got. Steelers plus six and a half against the Bills. Homer pick, but the Steelers are so much better team when they're healthy. They're a better team when they're at the beginning of the season. Buffalo bringing a lot of people back, but Buffalo also struggles to get to the quarterback. We don't. We just max TJ Watt. Steelers plus six and a half. Not saying we win. I'm just saying we maybe lose by a field goal. I've gotten Missouri Tigers plus five and a half. My Missouri Tigers plus five and a half this weekend against the Kentucky Wildcats. Both of those homer picks you can bet on at betonline.ag. Today you can go and you can sign up. Ethan, you can use your phone. You can use your tablet. You can use your computer. Oh, yeah. If you have an iPod Touch, maybe fire that up. You can use that to, to sign into betonline.ag. It's free to sign up today. It's the best way to do it. Go on there and check that out. Bet online. Uh, use the promo code locked on to get a sign up bonus or a deposit bonus as well. Bet online, friends. They are your online sportsbook experts. One more sponsor, DirecTV. Ethan, let me know. Is this your situation? Do you have the the phone for one sport, the, the computer to stream one thing, the television to stream the other, and then maybe you know the iPad or device to uh, use the old friends, neighbors, girlfriends, login, yep. watch some Netflix, some Disney+, Plus, whatever you want going on there? or, you know, whatever it is, don't do that anymore. We don't have to anymore. Direct TV Stream brings you all the live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so to your question, what can the Nationals learn? Well, you know, Ethan, I'm wondering how you feel about this too, but it's you look at the Dodgers, right? The depth. It's just they have done such a great job. you got to be willing to spend a lot of money. That's part of this too. I think yes. there are so – I know you feel like many of the examples aren't few and far between, but look, it's hard to become that team that is the Royals 2015, the Rays, the Giants. 
those teams don't just grow on trees. It's hard to find mm -hmm. those kinds of groups. So, you know, you have to build depth. And the 2019 Nationals are a great example of, look, that's not a homegrown team. That is not a team featuring a lot of guys that came from the Nationals. The one that did is Steven Strasburg. The one that did, Anthony Rendon. The ones that did, Trey Turner. Uh, Trey Turner once said a bit. I mean, they acquired Trey to trade, so it's kind of a little bit different. But you think about the guys that they were brought in that really helped that team. Uh, your Adam Eaton's, your Max Scherzer's, your Patrick Corbin's, right? Your Daniel Hudson's. Um, you know, you go on down the line. Your your Howie Kendricks. All of these guys were not mercenaries. I'm not going to say they're not ringers, right? But they're guys that they got from other places. So, it you know, I think the Nationals that approach is not one that they're going to use again, right? I, I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to see that kind of approach towards their next championship. I think it's going to try to be more of a homegrown slash right player, right veteran, right time situation, as opposed to a, look, we're going to sign a bunch of these guys on contracts and bring them in at the right time. And it'll be, you know, a lot of these dudes are off, you know, that's one of the oldest teams in baseball. It's not because they kept a core together forever. Mm -hmm. They did in some respects, but it's because they added the right guys at the right time. And I think the Nationals are going to try to build a younger core and then add those right guys at the right time, a la the Dodgers. Yeah, that's not a bad idea either. I mean, that's kind of what the Pirates did whenever they were competing back in 2013 through 2015. You had McCutcheon, Marte, Polanco at the time, um, Pedro Alvarez, Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison, by the way, love him. Love Josh, Love Josh Harrison. Love Josh Harrison. Love Josh Harrison. Yes. Um, I still have his jersey somewhere over there. It's probably it's actually like right there, actually. If we look right there, you guys Good can't Josh see Harrison. it listening. Um, but I think the Pirates did the same thing. I mean, Jeff Locke was a big part of that. AJ Burnett, the Ageless Wonder at the time, was a really big part of that. And it's just crazy for you guys as the Nationals fans. I mean, as like not even a year and a half, two years ago, you guys were World Series champions. You won the World Series on my birthday. Fun fact. Um, the Pirates have not had that feeling since 1979. So it's kind of why I don't I couldn't understand like the wave of emotions that goes on in Washington in terms of the fact that they were the first team in Washington to win a championship since the Capitals did it, I think, the year before. Yeah, but there was a big drought before that. But there was a white, well, yeah, well before that. I don't think the Wizards ever won one for a while, if they ever did. The Bullets, the Bullets won one. The Bullets did, yeah. Um, and then the Redskins slash football team. Sorry, don't cancel me for saying that, but they're You're still they, they were the Redskins at one point. Yeah. Um, I don't. They didn't have a lot of success Super Bowl wise for a long time. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a process for Nationals fans. But I would say though. Based on how the division is, I think you guys are in store for a good spot. The Pirates, I think, are in the same boat. I'd say the NL East and the NL Central are on kind of the same trajectories where you kind of know the good teams in the division, but then you can also separate yourself from the bad teams in the division. Like, say, I, One thing I've been predicting in the next three or four years is the NL Central is going to be the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Brewers, and the NL East with the way you guys made moves is going to be the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Braves. I said that that's how it's going to be like three years from now. We'll mm. see if that's a right prediction. I'm not really sure. But speaking of predictions, how does this series go? Three games. What's your uh, series prediction here between the Pirates and the Nationals? Yeah, series prediction here with the Pirates and the Nationals. I think the Nats go and grab 
two of three. I think it's a big moment for them. Not, not just like saying it's a big moment in general, but for mm-hmm. them to win a series, that's important because they just scratched and clawed and fell short. In, excuse me, in Atlanta, they came out really close to winning a series in Atlanta and were not able to get the job done. I think it's important that they have winning moments in series like this. So I think they get one because this is no offense. This is an opportunity to get it. So I think the Nationals take two of three uh, in this series. We've got Josh Rogers and uh, Stephen Brault going tonight in tonight's game. Then, as I mentioned, tomorrow night we've got the young guns going. Josiah Gray against Will Crow. And then in the Sunday game, we've got Bryce Wilson going up against uh, Patrick Corbin, who's been absolutely horrible in this series. So, um, yeah, there, there you go. That's kind of the – that's where I'm coming in as on my prediction. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ethan? Bet the over in every single game on betonline.ag. Bet the over Bet the over on every single game. Um, I am in agreement with you here. I think the Nationals' bats are going to heat up against the pitchers that we have. Maybe not tonight against Stephen Brault. Stephen Brault's been very good this year uh, for the most part. So I think maybe that's that one win the Pirates get. But then I think the Nationals win Saturday and Sunday. Very interesting. I'm with you on that. Ethan, where can people find you and your work? And it's a variety. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Locked on Pirates. You can follow, find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Megaphone, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can find it. You can also follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan, where I will be probably live tweeting the UGA game tomorrow because Mr. Carson Beck will be starting instead of JT Daniels because of an injury. I will also be super hyped for Steelers Bills on Sunday, as well as I talk about the Pirates. I post memes all the time, all that good stuff. So that's where you guys can find me. Find me, Pirates fans, on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show at LO underscore Nationals. And you can find my other podcast at LO Big 12 if you want some college football action. Ethan, it was a pleasure, man. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you.